just got them documents. Josie's back. The liberals can't handle green eggs and ham handed. Literal pandering, fuck Uncle Sam. I am white eyed like cameraman, tongue tied like Mandarin. Floored like the cat in the hat is on Xanax. And Florex has had it in orange mustache. Orange fish eight on a ten flippers count again. Like a doomsday clock. Counting down to the end of the republic as we know it. Speaking of fish in a barrel, the walls are set. Reload and fire, take aim and take shots again. Trapped in a glass, out like scotch on the rocks and intact like a bar serving gin in a loony bin. And that's where we live in. One giant loony bin about to be controlled by China. Jonesy's back, tell your friends. It's on. All right, recording a little late this week. <laughs> it's because we broke up. Yeah, it's uh, it's, <laughs> it's breakup week, and uh, we don't mean we're breaking up as in the podcast is going away. We mean uh, here in North Idaho, things get pretty muddy, and they have what they call breakup limits on the roads, and I'm sure a lot of other cities have this, but this is notorious here. Every year for a few months, they reduce the speed limits for large trucks on our roads, which are mostly all back road highways. Yep. Um, because that's just the way it is here. It's always these little pocket towns and then huge stretches of highway between them. And they reduce for big trucks to 30, 35 miles an hour, depending. The road rage is legendary. Yeah. And they, they do that to quote unquote, preserve the roads that are already falling apart. Because of breakup. Yeah. Because so, what, let's, let's explain when the breakup is when the frost comes out of the ground. Yep. And I live on a farm and I'm not a one percenter because to gravel and asphalt a half a mile driveway would cost more than in my pocketbook. Yeah. So there's, a, we did not get the snow we normally got, but we did get a heavy freeze about below zero. And so what's happening, and then it was 60 degrees. So all of the water is coming out yeah. at once. And I have a section of my driveway that Brady's car could, my car is barely making it. I would it probably now. sink to the point where I wouldn't open my door. <laughs> when I came home Tuesday night, I got thrown sideways oh. and buried to the floorboards, but still got her out because I have 19 years of experience in this. Oh, yeah. But it's still, we don't want that for your car. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's still so I, I'm in a little front wheel drive that weighs, the door says 1,700 pounds. Yeah. Very light car. Good times. Toyotas are, uh, I don't know what they make them out of, but Jesus Christ. Oh, I love, it's I love, we have a 95 Toyota Tacoma. Yeah. The PAV. I'll, I'll let you guys guess what that stands for. But um, it is the most amazing vehicle because it's not heavy, but it can go through anything. So we've been driving that a lot. For those of you who the joke whooshed over their head, it's personal assault vehicle. <laughs> it looks like one of them old, like uh, like you'd see the terrorists driving in over in the Middle East. Yeah, I also. Bouncing across the desert in a fucking Toyota with a big machine gun mounted at the back. And on our driveway, since we throw all the neighbor kids out from the bus, there's usually an assortment of teenagers hanging all over the back of it. You guys should mount a t-shirt launcher from that. <gasps> and we can go around launching Eye of the Show t-shirts. That would be so And we'll so dress cool. like terrorists. Oh. Though in Idaho, we'll probably get shot quickly. Yeah, I don't know if that would pass. But you know what? Well, we if we can... do it in Coeur d'Alene, we'll be fine. Everybody's a bunch of pussies over there. We could use <laughs> we could use rainbow scarves, and that would confuze them. Yeah. And then we might not get shot. Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. We also have usually a big German shepherd in the front seat. Oh, there we go. Yeah. And yeah. so they won't want to hurt the dog. Because people will, in Idaho love dogs. Someone will see dogs. us coming and get a, set an IED up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we, we joke, but that's for real. So yeah, I do have no joke, you guys. <laughs> I do have Fort Cankles yeah. on my property. Imagine Canadians, but like Texas Canadians. That's what Idaho is. Yeah, North we are. Idaho Texas, is. It's, it's southern, southern Canadians. That's what we are here. Are so we're pretty friendly for the most part, and everything's kind of communal and stuff, but... Everybody has guns. We're also basically Texas at the same time. It's a really weird mixture, like... Let me just throw... We had mass compliance of maybe 10% during the Rona, maybe. <sighs> Idaho is definitely a different sort of place. Yes, yeah, Texas is in the limelight, and Florida's in the limelight, and all these other, uh, is it uh, blue states? Is it blue Republican? I can't remember. No, red. red. All these other red states are in the limelight for opening up. <laughs> Idaho never even closed. Like We pretended to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a facade. Yeah, and... I, like, we never... I don't think we received a dime of aid money from the federal government. We didn't follow a damn thing. If we did, it was yeah. minimal. I don't so know. So it's I, just really funny. I, I keep bragging about it, because it's like, te Texas is getting all this fame. Texas just completely opened up, no mask mandate, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah, hold my hold beer. Hold my beer. Yeah, that that's Idaho's motto, yeah. I think. Hold my beer. Hold my beer. I actually, well, I love Surprisingly, there's not that many drunks around. And my road is actually <laughs> fine. 
11 months of the year. It's just March. Mm-hmm. That's just the, it's the just mud March. season. Mud Though this this year has been very wet. This is probably the fourth or fifth mud season we've had because during the winter it kept thawing a bunch of times. It was the weirdest winter. I don't like climate change winter. <sighs> I so, would like my snow back. That's fun. Well, we'll be in nuclear winter soon anyway, so oh, don't worry true, about it. Oh, true. Because yeah. we, we were pretty sure Uncle Joe was probably going to accidentally push the button. We were talking about that earlier. Oh, yeah. He's going to be, he's thinking he's playing Mario Kart. Yep, he's going to be like, whoa. Oh, what's the button to launch the fucking banana thing? The banana thing. Why is it rumbling so much? <laughs> and there's no Joe, is no. Is this VR? Am I allowed to do oh. this? Yeah. Oh, oh are we playing to? Doom now all of a sudden? Who put Doom in? It's Goldeneye. <laughs> Best game. <laughs> Best game ever. Well, yeah, we were so, talking about stories, so... Yeah, we're going to open up with a story time. So, um, I was reminiscing a couple years ago, I took two friends... Well, they asked me to go to, you know, a concert with them. Oh, yeah, guys, remember concerts? Yeah. Remember when you could do that? And I said, absolutely. And I'm I'm about a decade older than these friends. So, and I found that this is sort of a thing that people who live in suburbia or grew up in suburbia or rural America, they don't have a situational awareness that urban people do. Because my husband grew up in the inner city, and I know other people who did, and they they are aware a lot. Yeah. And and it's a common thing for probably most of you who are listening, you know. It's I not uncommon to live in a city. And I'm not saying this is 100% of the time. I've just noticed this from spinning because I've been around a lot all over the place that it seems like that people who lived a very comfortable life don't seem to be aware of things that could cause them discomfort in, a, in an urban scenario, okay? Yes. So it's like 1030 at night and we had we were going to this place called the Knitting Factory in downtown Spokane. It's a concert venue. I've played there a couple times. It's great. See, Brady knows. It's an all right venue. It used to be better and then it just got they sold out. Yep, if you I, want to call it sold out, I don't mean to be like bitchy about it, but like... It just out. wasn't a very, it, it became not a very good venue for a, like a smaller band to play in. Well, yes. And in order to park down there, we had to park in a public parking um, lot that was like, I think about three or four blocks away. And we had to walk by That's the typical S- downtown there. Yeah, yeah. We had to walk by the STA, the Spokane Transit Authority. Oh, how did Authority. you like the uh, the old diamond parking cartel? Oh there. boy. My God. You that's guys. A, yeah, it's expensive. Downtown Spokane is the worst. Like, there's a literal cartel for parking lots downtown. No, but there's. It's insane. There's one place that's worse. I will call it out loud Las Vegas. Oh, I'm sure it's even uh, worse there. <laughs> but, um, so we're walking and these, my two friends, I could tell they were a little nervous, okay? About, because it's the middle of the night. And Spokane's kind of a rough place. You grew up there. Oh, yeah. And as we're walking by, People that are experiencing homelessness and drug addiction started accosting. An extremely common dad. thing yeah. in downtown yeah. Spokane, by the way. Yeah. Actually, all over Spokane, the homelessness problem is growing. And but in downtown specifically, it's like the epicenter for the uh, unfortunate homeless and drug abuser population. And any of you who live um, it's in... It's a very democratic state, so you guys kind of know how they handle homelessness, homelessness and drug addiction. And drug addiction. Yeah, San Francisco, we're looking at you. Um, There isn't a poop problem in Spokane, though. Not yet. Well, I think it could be coming. Um, so <laughs> people who live in a scenario like that, you know, when you walk through a hard neighborhood, you have to have a persona, right? Like it's that looking forward, you have almost a bristliness to you because you got to be like that dog that if you touch me, you're going to yeah. die, right? It's kind of like when you're like just casually walking through a prison yard, you know, don't yeah. make eye contact with anybody unnecessarily. But give off this uh-huh. vibe of I will end you yeah. even if you end me. Exactly. There's like a, and a mutual respect because you're in those people's territory. I yeah. don't know how to describe it better than that. And it's not just homeless people. There's a lot of gangs in Spokane. Oh, yeah. There's just a lot of bad actors. Oh, a couple gangbangers are like, hey, ladies, what's up? And, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just like. Don't respond. You just don't respond. You keep And if walking. anybody asks you for a cigarette. No. You basically just run at that point because it doesn't matter if you say yes or no, you're fucked. Well, and I had a big old... That's how they bait people in. And, and it's if you just... say no, they get offended and stab you. And if you say yes, they just steal all your shit and stab you. And so. see, my friends were a little disconcerted about that. What they didn't realize is there were people swarming all around us. And uh-huh. they were and, and, I, and so they were so upset they didn't want to go to the concert. Like, oh. we ended up not going. Because I don't Interesting. care. Interesting. Well, they're, not, they're out of their element. Because like, those are people who grew up around here. Exactly. In kind of a rural area, small town And you do not get accosted by people here. No. That it, is it, not a thing. It, the huge difference between, like, downtown Coeur d'Alene, the, kind of the biggest city around us, and... And downtown Spokane is like downtown Coraline is just yuppies. Yeah, you'll get a couple burnouts. By a, There's a very limited very amount little. of burnouts in downtown Coraline, and especially since like Hagadon owns the city, and he's like, it's a you don't a, take that shit lightly. <laughs> no, and it's a playground yeah. for the upper middle class. It's very just upper middle class city, and Spokane only uh, you know half an hour drive from Coraline. Yeah, it's not very far. It's a huge you know population center, and it's there's just a lot of crime. And issues there, for some reason, it's 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 a it's an interesting city because it's one of the highest in the entire country for property crime and uh, violent crime. 
What makes me sad is it's, it's not that it's big not of a city. Detroit, for God's sake. It's not that big of a city either. Yeah, We're talking like, not, what is it, 600,000 people? It's um, not that big. Yeah, roughly. It is, uh, I'm not counting the valley and everything. I mean, just yeah, the city. Yeah, if you're just talking about just Spokane and like, you know, central Spokane-ish. It's about, about 600,000, yeah, I'd say. This what, is like what breaks my heart about it is Spokane is so beautiful. We were talking about that earlier. It's, it's an extremely such a beautiful, beautiful city. It can be it, such a gorgeous place. Despite its flaws and crime, it uh, still makes huge, like, top of lists of, or tops of the lists of, like, best places to raise your children. The schools are very, uh, they're decent there. Well, so I want to say they're, like, top tier uh, education centers, but they're they're actually, you know, decent. You're going to get a decent education it's if you go to a public school in Spokane. Yeah. Like Mead and Ferris yeah, they, they, and those they, guys. They just have enough money. Like, there's enough property owners in Spokane that even if the taxes are low, they still have, like, an overhead to, like, be able to put into the schools. So. We used to and they to always get their levies passed. And there's, a you know, the, the schools just get the money they need they typically they in need. Spokane. And, and then you can... It's a different episode to talk about, like, what they do with the money when they get it. But it's eh. still a decent place for schools and to raise children. However... It's just like there's a lot more crime. Like if you're 14, you don't want to just be walking around alone, especially at night. There's just a lot of bad actors. There's a lot of pedophiles in Spokane. There's a lot of gang members in Spokane, and they just don't. They're just not good. People. And that's the biggest difference between North Idaho and Eastern Washington is half the people here, if not more, armed. They're not going to tolerate that here. Oh, it's. I feel so safe. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's the craziest thing. <laughs> like the library, they're all, aren't you? Because we've had so yeah. much active shooter training over the years because it's trendy, you know, because unfortunately things that is happening in places that are stupid that don't have firearms. Um, you don't have to worry about that here. No. You literally do not. And because you know what? If someone does brandish a weapon, one of my patrons is going to put him down. I don't even <laughs> have true. to worry about it. Like um, my daughter's school's right next to the public library and one of our friends works there and I know he's always armed. Oh yeah. So, and if he's not at, armed at work, he's probably got his pistol um, in, his, in his van. No, he's always armed. Also, are you guys allowed to be armed at your library? Yeah. Because, because in... something Celine complains about a lot is like, they're not, they can't even have a knife or pepper spray on them because they're in, she's in Washington, just literally, literally a block away from the Idaho, Washington border. Because oh, it's just a street that goes through lines. the town she works yep. in. Because there's a, she works in a weird town where it's Newport, Washington, which is actually a really bad drug problem. Yeah, um, but it seems it's pretty nice. It's like it's a pretty it's town. a decent little town. It's not really that bad crime rate. It's just your normal domestic violence and drunk people kind of shit. Go across and the meth border. problem. But um, literally right across one of the streets, the main street that goes through Newport is Old Town, Idaho. Great. Very identical, almost little town. And it's just weird to like you can get a re- like what I want to know what happens if you're smoking a joint over in the Washington side because it's legal mm-hmm. and your pot smoke just wafts over across the street. What is that? Or also if you Does walk... It, do they have a protocol for that? In, in the same county that Old Town is in, <laughs> yeah. you don't have to have any sort of licensing at all to carry a gun concealed or, or open. Yeah, but if you walk so across if you walk the street, the street yep. you literally walk across the street to go to the library or something because it's not like Old Town has its library. If people want the library, they go to Newport across the street in Washington. Brady, I just had an idea. Completely different county rules. What if you stood Weird. right on the line and you held a joint in your left hand and had your con- oh, gun concealed in the right hand? We're going to get hand. a picture of that. How, it would be amazing, right? We're going to get a picture of that. We might have to. That's fun. Well, you, I mean, you can't straddle the whole street. I don't know where the line technically is. Is it no man's land there? Yeah. Is it right down the middle are of the, the Are the... Uh, <laughs> I just now I'm picturing a cop from Idaho on one side and like a Grabbing state, you a state here, patrol here. there and a, and a Washington state patrol, a wasp I call them. Um, because they'll fucking sting you. Don't get caught with them, man. They're they're beasts. They they're need beast. their quotas, man. Um, um <laughs> ouch. So an isp and a wasp, they're just like trying to pull you apart. Yeah, like just chop them in half. <laughs> you got to get your offender. Well, and that's just it. Arbitrary lines, right? Like yeah. this is okay over here, but this is not okay. Because and so I was gonna weird. say our teachers are armed. There's random in yeah, our school I know, district. So... Oh yeah, back to what I was saying about yeah. the schools. Like um, they're in Spirit Lake alone. I know that way more, a significant amount more than half of the population in that little city is armed to the teeth to the teeth so it, nothing will ever happen at that school and if for whatever reason some dumbass is crazy enough to do something at that school yeah <laughs> good game luck. over good luck <laughs> but the teachers themselves can be armed here and it's very important that if you have a government mandated gun-free zone for civilians that you have to station at least somebody there with a weapon i i feel personally well because especially what? in bigger cities yeah don't these metal detectors are stupid just have armed guards or have the teachers be armed and trained. Obviously, they have to be trained to be armed. That's one big problem in America is there is a lot of gun owners who aren't trained to use the guns. They just play video games and think that they're a fucking Rambo. And I'm all about training. Like, training is, if you have something that's capable, like with cars, 
it can harm other people. You need to have yeah. training to well, drive a car. And they still don't even give ample amount of training for driver's ed. I went to driver's ed and I felt unprepared after driver's ed. You're still. Supposed and to I'm have like, it, yeah. uh, luckily I got, you know, the nice school of hard knocks, if you want to call it that. Like, Our graduating I, driving. I, I made my fair share of automotive mistakes and learned the hard Everybody way. But hey. does. <laughs> Our graduated driver's pro- program in Idaho, though, because you can get your license at 15, which also yeah. blows my mind. Scares the shit out of me. But actually, in <laughs> order to do that, you have to do more driving than going in at 17 and just getting it without the training. Like mm-hmm. they have to do, they have to do so much with the instructor and then they have to do 50 hours with oh, the parent oh, okay. and then they have to do 10 at night and they have all this before they can even take yeah, the test. Yeah, there's a little bit of regulation in Washington about that too, but it's like at the same time, I just don't, it doesn't cover the wisdom. Seeing a 15-year-old. You get a lot of information, but like, yeah, you don't the, get the wisdom you need well, to drive and seeing properly. a 15-year-old driving because a lot of 15-year-olds look like they're 10, mm-hmm. it's a little bit terrifying. Oh, I'm yeah. all, whoa, but, whoa. Uh, yeah, but anyway, like, um, yeah, there's this vast differences between two states that are so close because we live right on the border of Washington, like... Uh, the, the, the place we live in is very close to the border of Washington. We are, and Canada. And, so, and Canada. We're like two hours away from the border of Canada if you drive slow. If you drive slow. Yeah, well, and, and we were talking about, too, um, you were talking about guns, and then you were talking about people from rural areas being oblivious to things. Yeah. I, that state that shall not be named, I was in San Diego with my oh. nephew a couple of years ago. And uh, I'm walking, he, he lives right downtown. And so he's like, let's go for a walk. It was 1130 yeah. at night. And one, oh boy. there was um, homeless people. Living That's normal in there. every alcove. Yeah. But the thing was, Brady, they had pressed suits. These people all had really nice jobs. They just could not afford housing. Um, that I, seems... I was, I've been thinking about that. Go ahead and finish your story. I'll well, anyways, what I saw is we're walking by the nightclubs. Everybody was not armed except for gangbangers because there was a lot of gangbanger, like, you know, mm. doing bouncing. And the police. That was the only people that were armed. And then all these other people are just, like, can, depending the, on people that are basically, uh, it the, made me crazy. The principle still applies, though. Like, let's say you're a woman and mm-hmm. you're not in associated with a rival gang mm-hmm. if somebody was fucking with you you guarantee those gang members would probably step in probably but if you look a little ritzy they probably just rob you it's weird but i'm an american and <laughs> i don't, I don't want to depend on other people yeah. to protect my form yeah i don't mind you sir i don't mind ceding a little bit of my authority that we all have the arts independence in some way well i know but that making a collective decision like kind of having police officers i understand mm-hmm. it but at the same token it's being abused it's- yeah. But what were you going to talk about? Because that was important. Um, I was going to interject with uh, You said finish my story. Oh, I was just going to say... Um, I totally forgot. Not enough like Places like San Diego or, or uh, Los Angeles or yeah. San Francisco or Chicago, Detroit. Seattle. Uh, yeah, Seattle probably got a gang problem. Uh, very much so. Um, I've personally never seen... Seattle's so weird, man. Tacoma. I was... I got... Uh, anybody can take pictures there. You go... Just go drive around downtown Seattle. First of all, it's a pain in the ass to drive around downtown Seattle because of the traffic. But if you aren't find yourself driving around downtown Seattle, every time you look out your window, you're going to see something interesting. Like the last time I was there, um, when I worked for the inventory company, we were going to go count uh, a store in Fife. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so we were just kind of driving around one day trying to get back to our hotel. I have so many pictures on my Google. I got to pull them up sometime. But it's like Ooh, a random dude walking down the street dressed very eccentrically and he just has a 12-foot ladder on his shoulder. I don't know where he's going. There's no construction sites around. But there's a story. Just has a ladder walking around downtown. That's a story. And then, you know, a block away, there's a homeless guy in a suit just standing there. Oh, you know another town like that is Portland. Yeah. Portland's Portland's interesting, too. Portland's got some interesting folks in it. Um, But, like, my point is, it's like, in places like that, like, bigger cities, like, Spokane's kind of a cakewalk compared to, like, Los Angeles with their crime and gang problems. Or But it's still not... So, I'll I'll start with my story from Spokane. Yeah, tell me your story. Because I grew up there. I lived there for, you know, 20... Eight years of my life, 27 years of my life. I want to hear this So, story. uh, <laughs> God, um, you're talking about the knitting factory being downtown. That's what, this what flashed the story. So one day I was, I think I was like right when I turned 18, we went to this like a uh, metal concert down at the knitting factory and it just got out and we had to, again, we had to park at the parking cartel a few blocks away. Yes. The cartel. And so we're just walking and then like. As soon as we get out the door of the venue, we take a left, and there's an alleyway right behind the venue. Okay. And uh, some dude, a couple dudes were just sitting there like, hey, you guys got any smokes? Nope, sorry. Didn't answer him, but my buddy, I don't know why he answered him. Maybe he didn't spend enough time downtown. But he's like, no, we don't got nothing. We don't fucking smoke. And then the guy got all uppity and offended. He's like, I know you got fucking cigarettes or something. Probably drunk. He was probably on meth. I don't know. But him and his, his buddy get up and start following us to our car. Uh-oh. So luckily my friend, he's kind of, he loves confrontation. So he got up in their face and shit and all that. But like we, 
we're probably gonna get stabbed if we had just kept walking. Like they were like literally creeping up on us. Assert dominance. And these are the type of people that would literally just stab you because they're high on meth. Like it was fucking freaky. Well, it was yeah. one of the scariest moments in my life. Um, that was like a Batman original. Because story. I really felt like I was gonna get stabbed. Like at this point, I wasn't armed at the time. Usually I had a knife on me or whatever, but I just didn't. The the knitting factory doesn't allow weapons because of the stupid Aurora shooting. So you're just supposed to not go. So they have a they have a dude that wands you. It, the problem is like they have a lot of rap concerts there too, and I'm sure a lot of people try to bring their pistols in. And there's probably been gang violence that happened at, at like a Tech Nine concert because a really prominent rapper Tech Nine, named after a gun, by the way. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's actually a really good rapper. I actually enjoy a lot of his music. He has a little bit of woke stuff, and just he's very lyrical. But um, you know, a lot of gangs listen to him. But he goes to Spokane a lot. I think he's got like family there. And uh, he does. He used to do concerts like every couple months there. Cool. And so the Knitting Factory had to like tighten down their security, so they don't let you have a knife or a gun or anything. So like I said, I'm walking through downtown at night with just me and my friend, and a bunch of couple meth heads want to stab us. It's fucking ridiculous. You know what, my friend? Um, she's a pilot, and she has a thing called the yellow jacket, and it's a cell phone cover, but it's actually a taser. I've seen those. Yeah. Yeah, and she said it goes right through security just fine. I bet. Because I get it on an airplane. <laughs> Well, because she's careful. like a petite little person, and she was stationed in Baltimore. Yeah. That is not a very safe place. No. I And that's just it. Most it's, big cities just aren't. That's the problem. And how When you, you have a vast majority of, or when you have a vast population, it just statistically, you're going to have a large number of people who are involved in gangs and crime. Well, it's just and the way it is. I was talking about, because I have this theory, I think that, you know, everybody talks about how we need to have this for the children, and that for the children. I kind of think when I found out yesterday there's only 36 mental health counselors for the entire panhandle of Idaho, we're really failing there on not giving people tools as they grow up and develop to handle things. I mean, you're always going to have a problem with substance abuse. You're always going to have a problem with violence. But you're going to mitigate that if you give people tools. And we're giving them the wrong ones. That is one of the biggest ways we can change America for the good. All these little problems that we have in America that we're bickering over. And that the politicians just don't even seem to even, it doesn't even come on their radar anymore. No, they just use them to abuse We're just worried about this weird racial divide and this weird fucking, let's try to give everybody money so we can slowly implement the Chinese government into America. Yes. Bullshit. For your safety. Yeah, for our safety. I hate that word now. But they won't deal with real problems. They won't. We have They'll a- cause more so that they can solve them and act like the hero, but they're not dealing with the problems. Every city has a homelessness problem. Every big major city, I should say. I don't... Uh, well, I mean, every city has city. homeless people. We have a huge problem every, here in North Idaho with every homelessness. Every little population center has a homelessness problem. Yes. Because some people just are mentally unstable, can't hold a job, just can't get money. I'm sorry, but a fixed wage, social security wage, is not going to pay the rent literally anywhere on earth. Nope. Nope. You could go to a fucking third world country and still not afford to live your there on $300 a month. Your $400 schizophrenia check yeah. is not going to pay like, for you to live anywhere. Like my brother, uh, he had blown out his knee really bad at work. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was high or goofing off or whatever, but he got an L&I claim out of it. And um, so he basically, he was like working hard. He uh, worked for a cupboard factory. So he was working manual labor. Place called over in Liberty Lake. Actually, I think I know the person that owns that. Yeah. But anyway, there's this like major cupboard manufacturer here. Yeah. And he was working for them and he was unloading a truck and the dolly slipped off the side of the ramp and he fell and, and blew, out blew out his, out his fucking knee. Isn't that what you pay L&I insurance for? So now he can't work, so he has to get Social Security and L&I. That's not well, very guess much. what? When you have that, you can't also work somewhere to make more money to supplement that. I hate that Or they so take much. it away. That's my husband. Yeah, okay. so he was stuck on a fixed income of, guess what? what? A whopping $381 a month and then food stamps. He did get housing, but guess what? That limits you to only neighborhoods where there's crime and gangs and property theft everywhere. So, like... He lives. He just had these horrible conditions. He was forced to live in because he couldn't go to work to do a physical job to make up the money. And also, if he if he, if he didn't want to lose his benefits he, to get a job, which he couldn't anymore because of his knee being fucked for the rest of his life. By the way, uh, he had to live on the shit wages. And why are we allowing bureaucracy to do that? If someone is disabled, that doesn't mean that they are completely unable. If they get see, I yeah. hate that. So like, what did he do? He you know sold drugs. Oh, God. Because what else are you going to do under the table to make money in a neighborhood like that? But instead of (laughs) having the opportunity to draw what he needs, you know, let's talk about the UBI. Because I feel like this comes into play. Everywhere they do a study where they give, actually, productivity increase, I do not believe in coercively taking it away from people and redistributing it via the government. And Mm -hmm. the UBI experiment in Stockton was done with private companies. Yeah. 
So there's a, I have a lot of questions about that because I've read about the results and stuff. I do too. But it's like, well, what did you give it to just middle class people? We need to have a discussion oh, of, where's about it. There's going to be some noise here. I'm going to push pause real quick, guys. And we're back. Sorry about that. So uh, the step, my stepdaughter just came home. And so, you know, I had to deal with that. Um, just so you guys know, we're recording at my house. This is a little bit atypical. We wanted to make sure you guys got some kind of episode this week. So here you go. But you might hear some children's sound in the background, uh, and then follow, followed closely by father's sounds of fatherhood. I don't and really know what that means, but it'll it'll happen. So. There's a cat staring at me, there's so weird... I could get distracted. Yeah. I don't know. I so, don't usually... Yeah. Well, yeah. so... But, we, uh, we, yeah. So the, the, our train of thought was completely derailed, because we just had story time with my father-in-law for like an hour. Yeah, um, my, my brain hurts a so, little bit. So what, uh, we got to end this episode soon, but we'll go. I, I want to tell a story real quick. Yes, tell the story, and then we'll um, talk about the one just, thing we want to talk it, about. It kind of goes with the theme of the rest of the episode so far. It was about Spokane and like the conditions over there and stuff. So like when I was eight, I just got this new bike for my birthday, and up the road uh, is a house full of kids. You know, four or five kids, mm-hmm. and the parents, whatever. The parents weren't really around a lot, it seemed, and. Uh, one of the kids was like, hey, can I borrow your bike? I just want to go ride it to the store real quick. He's a little older. He was probably like... Like 12 or uh, something? So I was 8. He was probably like 13. Okay. Maybe. Okay. And so okay, because being 8, I'm just, you know... Because I'd sweet. hung out with these kids before. But you're also sweet when you're 8. You're not jaded by the world. Yeah, exactly. And, okay. And I'd known the kids. Like, they were a few houses away from me. And then, you know, growing up, you know, you go outside, you play. Back then, you went outside and played in the yard all day or around the block all day. Yeah. So I'd hung out with them a few times. Well, the kid took my bike, went to the store. About an hour passed. Finally see the kid coming back, drinking a soda. He didn't have my bike. So I'm like, what the fuck? Where's your bike? As an eight-year-old, like, where's my bike? You had my bike. Are you going to give it back? So now I'm getting worried, stressed out. Because, oh, I don't fucking have it. What the fuck? So we got parents involved and everything. Turns out the kid shoplifted a bunch of sodas from the store and just left my bike at the store. Oh, your bike The was store long. was only like two blocks away. Your bike is long gone, wasn't oh, it? Oh, no, it was still there. Oh, was it? So we had to drive to the store and go get it. Well, at least you got your bike back. But thank God I got my bike back, but it's like, this kid was not very old. And he's over there shoplifting from the store with I... somebody else's bike that he... Just fucked up. So he just... That's kind of the, the neighborhood I grew up in was kind of like kids like that and... Well, and that kind of was talking about your story. All our stories today kind of revolved around mental health in a way. Mm -hmm. Because I I brought that up earlier and you and I were talking about how we spend so much money on so many little tiny problems, yet everybody has a brain and we literally spend no money or time as a society in the scale we need to helping people get the tools to develop into adulthood. And one thing, one big thing missing is like personal responsibility. I think that's where I was going before before Anna came home. Was the self, Um, yeah, resilience. Self-responsibility, like... That's one thing people have to take account of. People have to take accountability for their shit. I think that's Parents a really important and, thing. Parents and stuff like that. Like maybe not the children necessarily. It's like that kid. Maybe it wasn't really. He just wasn't raised different. He was raised differently than me. Like I would never would have borrowed someone's bike and went and shoplifted. And I was grew up three houses away, same yeah. neighborhood. You can't control the situation you're born in, but you can control how you act. Yeah, and those parents should have been on the ball. And maybe there were circumstances I didn't understand at the time, and thinking back, who knows? But at the same time, it's like. It's not society's fault that those kids are messed up like that. It's it's hard. It's very easy to just blame society for all these problems we're having right now. And s- to some degree, there is some circumstances that society does kind of reflect. I hate the culture of victimhood, I, We though. cannot blame society or the government for every little problem. We also have to take personal responsibility. Like, again, when we were talking about a couple weeks ago, it was like, I should have grown up to be addicted to drugs based on my genetic disposition, and I should have been a, I should have been in jail. I should have been in prison my whole life, probably. Or dead from an OD. Or probably dead, or running with a gang, who knows. But you're not. But I'm not. I took responsibility for my life after many failures and, and hardships caused by myself, many mistakes, but I learned from those. And I, you know, I just thought about my future really hard and went, okay, where do I want to be? Compared to where I am now, and I actually put in a little bit of work to do that, just a little bit. It's but you're not blaming a faceless entity. See, when yeah, you blame no. I, culture I used to, or the government, well, because if you blame that, you don't have to look yeah. inside of you. You, exactly. like I said, you have no control over the situation you're born, and you absolutely have a hundred percent control of how you approach it. Absolutely. And we're not, we're not as a culture like we don't celebrate that. Instead, we celebrate victimhood. At the moment, it seems that yes, we celebrate victimhood. There's this sense of entitlement to success now that just kind of grew over the last 10 years guess what guys there is you are in in america you know just how 
society was built in America, this republic was created, you are entitled to the uh, the quest to be successful. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. More than anything, you're entitled to put in the work to become successful. Or at least not homeless, for the most part. You, uh, you are absolutely entitled to that. But you are not ex entitled to automatic success. You are not entitled to just people handing you money for no reason. And you're also like this, not entitled this to this idea of, equal diving board. Yeah. Like, all our diving boards are different um, when we jump into that. A, a lot of us like this idea of universal basic income, especially when being teased with it with these stimulus checks. Guess what? Um, yes, I think certain conditions exist that actually, you know, universal in basic income would actually alleviate some things, some problems with poverty. But we can take way di vastly different approaches to solving this poverty. Yeah, we can. But guess what? The government is partly responsible for those problems, but they are also 100% responsible for um, fixing some of the problems causing the poverty, too. They can do it without giving us money for free. Because I am a little bit on both sides of the fence with the whole... I don't think we have enough um, data to how make How people it would react to getting money for free. Yeah. On one side of the fence, I've seen people get stuff for free, and they do are still successful and actually have a drive to have a purpose. But there are a lot of people that will mooch. I've met plenty of them. Well, that's just it. And, and I think that goes back to having... A, it's important to have empathy and realize you need to be a part of a community. But also... Don't give people an excuse to fail just because they use excuses to fail. Like, yeah. there's all there's this mentality right now that people, they're not doing anything because, oh, I'm scared of the Rona, or I'm going to yeah. do this, or I'm going to do that. And that's what the universal basic income that I'm concerned about is, I, do, I am the same as you. I don't think I have enough data. I don't think we have enough data. There's not enough data, data no. Luckily, there are... There are um, I like know, there that are, they're doing experiments. There are townships and cities experimenting with this. Like, we're, you were talking about the Stockton. Yeah, Stockton. Stockton, Stockton California. That. And um, I, it was uh, donations from private entities that wanted to just see what would happen. Which is wonderful. Since those pr particular private industries would be part of the industries who are going to be paying for that if it does happen. You know, uh, Andrew Yang talked about how he had a master plan for, like, taxing automation and certain... Um, he took the Bernie approach where he would tax certain capital gains, like the major capital gains that are unnecessarily not taxed at the moment and I kind of agree with that in a way those there are a lot of very 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 I can't stress very enough wealthy people who have these very creative ways of dodging taxes which is honestly it is despicable really when it comes down to it Especially now we would probably all dodge all taxes do. if we could let's not let, let's not lie to ourselves but at the same time you for this the way the country set up there has to be a, a tax revenue for a lot of the kind of like quasi-socialist things we have going on that do that we all do like, like fire departments and schools, those are quasi-socialist programs because they're paid for by, you know, us. And people who are like anti-everything. Let's talk about this because my most hated thing about the rich people is that get out of this. I absolutely don't blame you for trying to get out of it. But then you go and you take your money that you kept out of it and you get it into think tanks and policies and lobbyists to tell me what to do. Yeah. I resent that very much. Um, but on the flip side, these people that are anti-everything, we what else do we do? Like we failed. At, everything is failing right now. So we need to try all these different things and see what sticks. And the only way you're going to do that is a scientific method. You're going to get the best available information you have, make a guess, train it, you know, try it, yeah. do it again and again and again. And instead of just doing the same old thing and pretending like it's okay. I wish we had a, uh, I, I think I've said this on multiple episodes. I wish there was a better simulation for this. Like we, we could do these experiments without actual consequences in society because I think some of these experiments have failed and that's where we're at today. And because of liability, we can't... And think of the things we can't do because of liability. Like some of the great advances, you know, and, I, and I'm fine with protecting people and stuff, but I feel like we've gotten so... What is with litigious, um, lawyers? Brain just went dead, but... Legisly. Litigious. Oh, litigious, yes. Everything has become so over-litigious that I feel like we're... We're shooting ourselves in the foot, so to speak. Yeah. Like. Kind of. Only um, people that are motivated by power and profit are getting to do things, you know. I feel that way sometimes with this vaccination thing. Oh, yeah. There was yeah. such a hurry, and there's all these other things that could have been tried. Um, I don't know. You know, it's not, it's not atypical for the government to take drastic measures in the name of public safety. It's kind of their job, in a way. That's sort of, yeah. I mean, they, unfortunately, we gave them the responsibility of public safety. It's also not unprecedented. So when you give 
a tool a job and then you give them the means to have that job, then they're incentivized to do that job. That's whatever well, if you want to call it well, in their eyes, it's as well as they can. So um, that kind of brings me to this rant I wanted to go on today. Yes, about uh, this the really, safety thing. Let's get and in there. I've known about this problem for a long time and it's just something I don't know how we can fix. I don't necessarily have a good idea for it yet and I'm going to develop my ideas for this, but it's like this whole the government doing things in the name of safety. Like, first, let's look at the Patriot Act. This is one of the most egregious, overreaching things the government's ever done. In the name Literally, of safety. Literally, completely against the Constitution. That's hey! A- Sorry, like Steve. I said, you're going to hear some kid noises. Sorry. The infant. We love uh, the, the infant. The infant is frustrated, probably at his sister. It's, uh, you got to love sibling battles. Um, they're in there it. watching the Paw Patrol, so... We're keeping it real. It's a... This is but, on, um, we're on location so, today. So with the Patriot Act, what they did was, you know, the September 11th terrorist attacks happened, and it was a tragedy. A lot of people died, and obviously the government has to take some kind of action against that. I understand. Like, what are you going to do? You can't just bow down and let it happen. At the same time, you have to kind of show your muscles, show your teeth. Um, so whatever, you know, the events that have, we can talk about it all day. There's conspiracy theories, and there's a lot of shady shit around it. But it happened. At the end of the day, it happened. But... For whatever reason, these intelligence communities wanted to grow. And they said, hey. <laughs> Sorry, I figured you guys would love that. So they, but they said, hey, we would really love to spy on everybody, not just in America, but in the whole world for the name of national security. For safety. For safety. To keep you guys safe from terrorists. Instead, bar- we barely had an actual terrorist problem. Like, really. Instead, they usurped all of our rights. There, there are now. This might. This is a bit conspiratorial, but there actually has been trials and convictions about how the Bush administration knew that September 11th was going to happen and kind of allowed it to happen in order to get in these proxy wars. You know how it goes, guys. War makes. Money. I don't need to get into why. Yeah, we don't need but to it, go there. There was trials for the people have been convicted for this. Your point is about safety. Though. Yeah, but you know, for the, in the name of public safety. They uh, basically sh- shit all over our First Amendment of pri- uh, privacy. Is that the First Amendment? Uh, no, privacy is fourth, I think. Either way, there is... Or fifth. Well, fifth is presumably... Part of the body. Constitution gives us the right to, A, privacy and, uh, you know, the, the whole search and seizure thing where they, they don't... Unreasonable you know, They have to have an actual warrant to be able to, like, you know, get your laptop hard drive. They have to have a good reason. A, a horrendous crime occurred and they really need that fucking hard drive for the evidence to prosecute you. And they yes. have to have beyond a reasonable doubt that you are a viable suspect for that crime. It's not just like they can just go ask for a warrant and get it. There has to be like a lot of reasons why. Usually Fourth to get Amendment. A, sorry, it is the Fourth Amendment. I'm stupid. Um, no, you're not. I'm, you I'm in rant children. mode, so I'm going to forget things. But, but basically, that's shit on because of the Patriot Act. Now they can literally just stop you on the street and say, in the name of national security, what do you have in your trunk? They no warrant, no probable cause, no reasonable doubt. They can also indefinitely inter you. Yep, they can literally just put you in a cage in Guantanamo Bay for if no reason at all and keep terrorist. you there for years without an. You don't even get a dry, You don't get a trial of your peers. You don't get any of this. Uh, like I said last week, Snowden is facing the uh, the National Security Act law that he broke or whatever. He's facing a trial without a jury, and that means the prosecutor can do whatever the fuck he wants. Well, it's not fair, and it's not due process. That's so, against the Fifth that's, Amendment. That's one example, in, in that's one drop in the ocean of actual constitutional violations the government has done in the past. In the name for, of safety. In the name of safety. But here's the most egregious one to me personally, and I'm sure this will affect some of you. So, I'm an avid vapor. Like, I, uh, instead of smoking cigarettes, I use an electronic cigarette. I just like that you referred to yourself as a ghost. <laughs> I am a vapor. I float through the he air. He is in a gaseous Beware. state. Beware. I am in a gaseous state. It's <laughs> beautiful. It. Sorry. Um, it just, so you guys have probably smile. even heard me puff on my e-cig while we're doing the podcast. Whatever. You know, I, I don't care. Um, it's your it, thing. It unfortunately, just make, it makes noise. I can't. I'm not a ninja, okay? Um, but I, I'm an avid vapor. I'm sad. And I, I purchased my e-juice is what they call it. It's the, you know, it's the... The chemical you put in there that has the nic- it's the base for the nicotine to be atomized by the electronic device. So um, I buy it online because the ch- literally the cheapest place to buy it is this website e- eliquiddepot.com. It ships from Florida. It's like 11.99 for a 120 milliliter bottle. Yes, I'm kind of plugging them right now because they're awesome and they treat me long well. As they exist. They're a good company. Yeah, um, yeah. But now, so I go to order my e-juice the other day. 
I haven't been looking too far into the news around vaping lately because I thought it died down. It was that whole... There was that whole um, witch hunt. Witch hunt. What was it? Last year. It's for the, or the year before last year, twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. Yep. Where the couple people got sick from vaping weed from China, and so they blamed it on tobacco vapors. Mm-hmm. And there was this big fucking controversy, and all these stupid legislators jumped on board. Yep. Got to protect the children. And then you had the whole controversy with the blue brand of cigarettes, which is the actual disposable ones that. How do I put this lightly? The fucking big tobacco companies own that one. And they thought they could get away with advertising on Instagram, making it look cool to smoke again, because they can't do that with tobacco. I feel like they got in trouble for that. They got in trouble for that. They had to change their advertising. With with their original... Oh, they did. They can't advertise in magazines and stuff. What made them think they could get away with that Because there was no... It was an unregulated industry. The the smokeless tobacco. There might be more of a conspiracy there, too. There's a big conspiracy. Yeah. Anyways. Because I go to order my juice on this website... And uh, everything goes completely as normal. I'm going to pay for it. And I come to the shipping page. Normally, I get... It's called two-day shipping, but because where I live, it's always four-day shipping. But usually it comes free because I'm spending over $40 on the order. And I get it in four days. Okay. This time, all I... the only And that's through FedEx. So the only option I have now is USPS. I'm like, what the fuck? I start looking around on the website. There's a big red disclaimer on the top of the website. I didn't notice or it wasn't there until I go to actually ship it. It says, uh, let me actually just pull it yeah, up. Yeah, why don't you bring it up? Let me read this because that fucking pissed me off so bad. And FYI, guys, he like, Brady and I chat back and forth during the day because we share news stories and stuff like yeah. that. And he like went completely nuclear. I am fucking pissed. I'm not so going to read you what I said because I will no. get hit with the Patriot Act. But, but. <laughs> and I'm, I have the right not to self-incriminate. That's the Fifth Amendment. We all yeah, know that. Yeah, Plead we got the that fifth, one. That right? one. But uh, uh, the level of anger was, was oh much. God. Was much. I was, uh, I was feeling okay, a little... Okay, here it is. is. So okay, read it At to the me. top of the page... So I'm already kind of flaming, kind of like, why is my two-day shipping gone? I'm fucking pissed. Usually I, I time my order so I get my juice on time and I run out. Mm-hmm. Right? This says, UPS and FedEx now prohibit vape shipments. USPS will soon be prohibited as well. We are working on solutions, but some states will be undeliverable. Plan orders accordingly. Luckily in Idaho, I'm sure I can still get it when they go to these private courier services or parcel services that they're going to try to use, which will still fall under these new regulations that they've created. But basically, this big omnibus spending thing they did in December that Trump signed, uh, one of the things they slipped into that 5,000-page mess of a fucking thing that we were all pissed about. I remember almost everybody being pissed about this. Yep. Uh, One of the things they magically just secretly slipped in there was this little thing called the... Uh, let me find it. Uh, it's in my photos real quick. Because yeah, uh, I can't remember the exact name, but it's one of those names that sounds like it's you can't deny that. It's for the person. children, which is also one of my most hated things, too. i got to go through the... Every uh, the time way. they say it's for the children or for your safety, your rights are going to be eroded. Mm-hmm. Like, pretty much... I, I don't even know of an instance where that's not true these days, do you? Nope. And when did you so find it? Go. Washington, D.C., July 24th, 2019 article. Uh, it's a pre- from a press release. Congresswoman Rosa DeLauro and Congressman Kelly Armstrong uh, today introduced the bipartisan Preventing Online Sales of E-Cigarettes to Children Act, or the, uh, the, the pause, uh, whatever. <laughs> There's no acronym, actually, surprisingly. The legislation would require in-person age verifi- verification upon delivery of online purchases of e-cigarette vapor products. And it goes a little deeper. There's other things that now the burden is placed on also the vendors says the Preventing Online Sales of E-Cigarettes to Children Act requires online vape sellers to follow the Prevent All Cigarettes Trafficking Act, the PACT. This was actually something they put a long time ago for cigarettes, for shipping cigarettes, uh, which presents vape sellers with a maze of federal regulations that include heavy penalties and even prison time for vendors who violate the act, according to the report. If the increase in shipping costs wasn't enough, the bill also imposes huge paperwork burdens on small retailers and backs it up with threats of imprisonment for even innocent mistakes. This is not a law designed to regulate the mail order sale of vaping products to adults. It's an attempt to eliminate it, which is George, a quote from George Connolly, yeah. president of the American Vaping Association in a whatever. So big business used yeah. lobbyists to squeeze people and then and they mm-hmm. use kids as a name and safety. Because I, I smell something bad I, here. I'm going to go out on a limb here and yeah. say that uh, I am 100% positive that these big tobacco companies probably funded this bill. 
or we could probably pill. find the data for that because yeah. you can just I looked go, a little bit, but I was too mad and I was well, not Well, you shouldn't do that when you're angry. But the thing is, is no one's going to be more safe than this. All mm-hmm. this did is put a burden on already struggling small businesses. Mm-hmm. It is not the government's business what you put into your body, period, end of story. I, I will argue with someone all day on this. I, I am a fucking adult. I am not a child trying to purchase e-cigarettes on the internet. Why do I all of a sudden now I can't buy e-cigarette stuff? And this doesn't include just the juice. This is... The fucking actual battery pack called the mod mm-hmm. that falls under this, and it all it is. If I take the tank off, I don't see nicotine. Do you see nicotine? Do you no. see a cigarette? No. It's two batteries in an electronic device that has a plug. They make battery. They make flashlight attachments for this. All sorts of other attachments to screw right on top of this. Because all it is is literally a battery and voltage regulation. Well, lobbyists, that's all it is. Voltage I, I regulation. I want to. I want to preserve the children's lives too. Mm-hmm. So no more beluga caviar for you. Yeah. I mean, it can work both ways. This this yeah. kind of behavior is so dangerous because you're basically letting the people who run the government infringe on your freedoms in the name of safety. Oh, I didn't let them. Or for the children. I was pissed about that omnibus. Well, I know, but they don't do line item voting. No. They just stuff whatever oh, they want. In oh, there. like this recent. Uh, the recent. What was what's the new one called? This the uh, Corona the American Relief Act or whatever. The American it is? Rescue Plan. That's oh, it. Rescue Ooh, plan. I love that name. Oh, I fucking hate these bill names. So the American Rescue Plan. How could you be against that, right? Oh, we're even being shamed. The news is shaming everybody who was against this. Now, by the way, if you get on the news right now, this second, no even shame. even as you're listening to this days after we record it, you get on the news. You're being shamed for speaking against the American Rescue Act. Guess what? You know what they did. Instead of the normal process of getting this done, they usurped the process and put it in some... It, 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 they went through some weird channel of budgeting. Like procedural channel? Yeah. yeah. So now that... Literally, now the Republicans, who they knew weren't going to vote for it, it was 100% all the Republicans were opposing this thing, uh, they usurped their vote completely. The Republicans didn't even get a say in this. So literally, this is a bill that had nothing to do with actual budgeting. Well, kind of in a way, but it, like the the channel that they pushed it through was not the proper channel for this thing, mm. and they Does pushed it, it through it anyway. Though? Completely no voting from Republicans. It was a hundred percent unanimous, except for one Democrat who's I can't remember what they were saying about it, but he was there was one guy who kind of was against it, and all he did was say, um, "I want a little bit of a compromise for this." That's all it was. It was hundred percent just the Democrats got to decide. That's not fair to the rest of the country who's going to get fucked from this, who pays for it. But it's our own fault because we've sold out our agency in the name of safety. Yeah. It's been incrementally being chopped at like a rotten tree. If, if it had gone through the proper channels, like every other thing like this, and got the proper vote and got to let the Dem- the Republicans... First of all, it wouldn't have passed because they wouldn't have got two-thirds majority because the, not a single Republican liked it. And second of all, if it did get passed, I would at least admit that it was fair. And okay, whatever, I guess that's just the way it is now. But the way they did it was so fucking dirty... Yep, and God knows what slipped into that one. And that's the problem with our current form of government is it, it either, because of our rampant tribalism and partisanship, we have people that feel disenfranchised because they aren't following procedural mm-hmm. rules and they use things like, well, you hate grandma or mm-hmm. you don't care about America. Yeah, the Patriot or, Act? Yeah, during the Patriot How Act. How could you be against Patriot Act? Are uh, you not a patriot? You hate America. Yeah. And see, both sides do it. That's the thing. I'm not going to Oh, I'm not, I'm not yeah. just blaming the Democrats No, here. I'm blaming them for the way they did the, the rescue plan one. Well, and they're just as fault, bad as... But... See, when they're not in charge, they're always bleeding yeah. about evil Republicans but... hate Americans. And it's like, no, anybody that does this kind of behavior hates Americans. Yeah, that, I'll use a blanket statement That vaping there. thing, that Trump signed that. I know. Now, granted, I guarantee he didn't read all 5,000 pages, and neither did any of his advisors either. Did anybody Almost nobody did. If I remember right... Nobody fucking read all 5,000 pages. But there was a big push to get it signed because we got to get them $600 checks out. we got to save Americans. And there was this big controversy about it. But they slipped so much shit into that. That had nothing to do with COVID relief. Had nothing to do with, like, a spending bill at all. And which was, it was a spending bill, technically. Well, it was something to do with the budget. That one was actually something to do with the budget. It was the budget because we don't have one. It's an yeah. omnibus. It's so, a continuing resolution. But, so how does... I remember specifically, and this one is in the news, a lot of people were laughing about it. The now you have to release the information you have on UFO research from the Pentagon. That you have to release in. that in 180 days. That got slipped in there. It's literally nothing to do with finances or money or COVID or anything. So our government is broken. But it got slipped in there because they knew nobody was going to read 5,000 fucking pages of legalese. And then, and then of course, if they did, it wouldn't have got passed because of all the other shit in there. Now look at the American Rescue Plan. How much do Americans get? A fucking measly $1,400 that doesn't cover a single month of the fucking income we've lost from the government forcing us not to go to work? 
Well, and I also read a lot over of bullshit going, panic over this stupid little flu. Isn't 78% of it or some huge amount going to foreign aid again? Oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah. There's a, a vast majority of this American rescue plan has nothing to do with America. What the fuck are they naming it that for then? Oh, that's, I learned that a long time ago. For we're jobs, sending literally out of 1.9 trillion, we're sending more than a trillion overseas. Well, and that brings what me a to crock my point, of shit. Brady, like what our government is fundamentally broken and our people are also broken. They're mentally ill. They have uh, substance abuse problems. They're okay just selling themselves out in the name of safety or laziness or comfort. How do you fix a system like that? How do you fight it? What can you do as an individual? I don't know. I know at history, right. what happens when you get a populace and a government to this point, what happens? And I wish that people would start waking up and, and grouping together and discussing things because we've got guys, we don't want to go the route that history tells us we're going down. No. We're switching from we're republic going to, to empire. Become, we're going to become China Yeah, do you, very, very soon. Do you want to be a Uyghur, guys, or however you say it? Like, Uyghur. Is that how you Uyghurs, say it? Uyghurs, yeah, Uyghur? it's Uyghurs. Is it Uyghurs? Do you want so, to be... So for those of you who don't know... Um, God, we're probably going to get assassinated for this. China is actually yeah, doing small. a genocide. And guess what? There are two laws, global laws, that this organization has decided on that are global laws. One of them is genocide. Can't break that. Guess what? China's performing a genocide right now on whatever the Uyghurs are. They're ethnic Mongolian. They're, they're, they're there's ethnic... an ethnic genocide in China right now that the government is it's sloppily covering up. It's been going on for a up. long time. They're very sloppily covering up, but there's a, it's, there's a lot of leaked information from it. They, they don't have a airtight seal on information like they want, so they're kind of pissed about that. And guys, no amount of cheap goods is worth this. Like, let's no. start making stuff at home. I'd rather pay a million dollars for an iPhone the, then, if that shit ain't going on in the world. Well, and it, we can't support someone. And then, have you read or even know about the art of war and, and most Marxist doctrine? Isn't that the map? Who who wrote the art Sun of war? Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu. But the thing is, is it's like they're literally showing us. They're so confident now in our weakness, basically, that they're showing us their game plan. Do you guys want to live in that sort of scenario? Or do you want to yeah. stand up and say, you know what? I don't care if I get called a hateful person. I'm going to stand against injustice. I think at some point we're we're rapidly Someone hurting Someone has that. to. Because well, China's becoming an extreme superpower in the world right now. And if we don't fucking do something about it, we're going to be in the concentration camps next. Yeah, no amount of Costco shopping is worth this. Like, no. You know, and Costco's a good company as far as how it treats its people, but what I'm talking about is most of our people that have money are focused on buying cheap things mm -hmm. or things. The people that don't have money are just trying to it's... survive, and then they're squabbling over if you're woke enough. Exactly. What is I, woke I, well, and that, cancel see, culture? Like, I think a lot of these seeds that are dividing are us being planted. are planted by Russia and China. I do, Because too. they do this. They sit in fucking office buildings, thousands of people in office buildings, and they, they see dissent in America because it will take us down. And we, united we fall, you know. It's what's happening. We're supposed to be united we stand, but um, divided we will fall. I'm sorry. I well, fucked that up. In my well, the Twitter, <laughs> the Twitter democracy and everybody, they've made it where you can't even be mm -hmm. friends with someone anymore. And, and it's like, get yeah. to know people well, in your well, community. Social media, they make a profit with our division. Yeah. They propagate our differences to the point where nobody can be friends with each other anymore. And then, they're, you know, it's not impossible, but it's... It, just the way the algorithms work. So well, that tool exists now, and they're taking full advantage of these. These foreign actors, these foreign nation states, are taking full advantage of that. And they're they're called meme. There's meme farms, is what they call it. Yes. Where they'll just create these memes, and a lot of it's actually bullshit quotes for, that don't exist from anybody. But they'll put frame it like it's a quote from one of our founding fathers. And it'll be something that'll see dissent in people because they know it'll be a divisive or polarizing issue. Because divided people are too busy the trying news, to be right. Because the news will polarize yeah. everything and then they'll they'll fucking go for the throat. Well, go for the kill shot with and, their little meme farms. And yeah, it's working. It is working. So and, it's time, guys, I don't mean to be preachy and I'm not trying to push Donald Trump propaganda, but it is really time to root for the home team here, like America. Like everybody needs to stop blaming, oh, our we do all this bad stuff too. Okay. We do some. We make mistakes, but realistically, we still need to stand strong as a nation. We still need to show teeth. We still need to show muscle. Now, I, I'm against these pointless, uh, like these pointless foreign wars that we're in over in the Middle East because they're pretty pointless. But I am not afraid to like have us also show some military force if we need to, in order to make China back down a little bit because we're still greater than them militarily, and they know it. And that's why they're taking these other avenues to rise into power. Because they're not going and invading these countries with military force like they used to. They're using my They're using these these weird, like, basically what our CIA does, but they're doing it on crack. Like, it's bad. 
Well, and I think that the most important thing is, is in America, we need to be a beacon for liberty. And what I mean by that is instead of having the, everybody else right now is gradually, and even us, we're ceding our authority, our, you know, what is it, our agency in the name of safety, when we should be standing up and saying, hey, if that rule doesn't promote liberty or self-determination, or if it promotes victimhood, it it needs to take a hike. Yeah. And and that is what needs to be done, because the rest of the world is going down the toilet, and we're right there in the turd bowl with them. So listen to this, guys. I don't give a fuck how liberal you are, how left you are. I don't give a fuck how Republican and right you are, how conservative you are. I don't care if you're a libertarian. I don't give a fuck if you're an actual communist. I don't either. We cannot let the way China runs things spread to the United States. Nobody will like it. I don't care how liberal you are. You will not like it. You I don't care if you are. Your even house. if you are a communist, guess what? The Chinese citizens are communists, and they get literally got welded in their house as a COVID thing. Do you want to be welded in your fucking house? Do you want to have a social credit system? Do you want to take out your daily pass and be scanned like cattle just so you can go yeah. to school? Do you want the police state to have facial recognition? Do you want... Okay, have you guys... I don't know if you've all seen Minority Report, but there's this movie about the thought police, basically. Precognition. They were trying to... They, they were building these profiles on people to prevent crimes before they ever happened. So basically, guilty until proven innocent. Do you want that? Because they're doing that in China. Well, and we have... They track everybody's every move with facial recognition, cameras fucking everywhere. Hey! And then we have a little social... Uh, we also, do you want a social credit score where the government gets to determine what you do say? Yeah. And Because uh, there, there's it's, a PRC representative when you're in an internet cafe. They have to look over your shoulder while you're using the internet. Do you want that? Literally, yeah. Or if you own a business, even if a small business. Let's say you own a small vaping business, like I'm just, the ones that we're just fucking over now. Uh, guess what? Every business in China has to have a little pocket of uh, a government official, basically, from the state who gets to kind of... Report back to the government, if and if they're if you're doing something they don't like, a you're shut down. You're probably going to disappear for a while in we're prison, camp. and then you're going to come back and promote the uh, the Chinese government. And then guess what? If the government wants you to do something as a business, let's go to Huawei for example, because this actually happened. Yes, this is did. why Huawei phones are now banned for government officials to use in America, because Huawei is a Chinese company, and if you're in a, again if you're a Chinese company, you're basically are in control from the state. So Huawei makes these really good phones. They're actually very very good phones. Okay, way they way outdo iPhone. I, iPhone, they'll wipe their ass with iPhones. I'm sorry, iPhone's a good phone. No, but that's I, why I'm saying it, it paints the picture for how good Huawei phones are, the the cutting edge of technology. But no, nothing gets better it than it comes that. with a caveat. Here's the caveat: the government says, "Hey, I want you to spy on every American using a Huawei phone." They do it. They have to. They have no choice. They'll be shut down. Otherwise, the whoever. Whoever disagrees with that, they get outed, and they put someone from the state in to, rule, to run the company, and that happened. So then now, Huawei phones were spying on every American, because they're not, they wanted to cut costs on research and development to become technologically superior to the rest of the world, so instead they just started spying on everybody and stealing their research and development. In every sector of every industry in America, there were Chinese spies. By the way, we found out recently, and now the the uh, the Solar Winds hack, and you have the Microsoft Exchange hack. Big They're hack. literally just grabbing every piece of data they possibly can, so they can become technologically superior to the rest of the world well, and we be a superpower. About who's the most well, we, woke? While they plant seeds of dissent about a fucking the goddamn cat in the hat. And my thing is right here: it is intolerant to be. How do I want to put this? It, it it's intolerant to judge an individual person by race, creed, whatever. It is not intolerant to say, hey, that's fucking bad. Mm-hmm. People have got to stand up and say, you know what? How you're conducting yourself is bad. If it is anything infringes on liberty or self-determination, it's bad. And people need to be able to say that. Yeah. I don't care if the individual person, like, I will never judge them. But your actions, China's actions are bad. Yeah. They're bad for humanity. They're bad and, for freedom. And they will take us over from the inside out. Which they're doing. They own 39... Hey! What are you doing? It's a babies. They Sorry, own the baby their... noises. That's okay. Well, and that's the people we care about. The next <clears throat> generation children. of progeny. Yeah. My kids are old enough. If Biden starts a war, guess who gets to go fight it? Exactly. My children. Exactly. And Fuck you know that. what? I don't mind fighting for people's liberty in the name of injustice, but I am not sending. I don't want to send them off to fight for some big corporation to make money. Yeah. That's not liberty. But here's the thing: eventually, we are going to get into a war with China. I think it's inevitable now. I think with it is the way too. they're acting, and uh, they're being very. I would ra- at least rather us be actually fighting for a liberty again than just pillaging the Middle East. Whoa. These wars we're in right now, fucking pointless. And I don't give a shit how much oil they're going to get. We got plenty here. 
Trump the, showed us that. And culturally, culturally, I can't talk culturally. Middle Eastern people are tribal people. Mm -hmm. They like to fight over stuff. Yeah. It's cultural. And it'll change from the inside out. Like Iran, a lot of the younger people, they like Western life. They'll eventually evolve into something if their people want to. I want to leave them alone to do that. If you'd bother us, we'll just say, hey, no whack-a-mole, and then leave it at that. I get that you have to have intel, but what China's doing and Russia's doing is a little more threatening yeah. than those poor people in the um, Middle East. The, another example of how they're conducting warfare now is... Um, you heard Sam's stories about her little college in Montana, oh, State God. University, oh. and it's literally every state university now. Col so that's a, that's um, a Chinese the thing. the colleges are now able to take these what they call donate. I don't remember what they call it exactly. There's a weird, funny name for it. Yes, very suspicious name for it. But they get donations basically, and if you look at the donations, because they're you know they're required to actually publish them because they're a you know they're a public they're a public uh, company. These colleges they right? have to they still have to answer the government. Uh, the state universities do. So guess what? Uh, you look at these donations, vast majority comes from China and Russia. So why is a that? A vast guys? majority. Oh, let's see. What's being what's being propagated in every university in America? Critical race theory. Marxism. Marxism. Uh, all this woke shit. That comes from these universities. That's where this is stemming from. And it's being pushed. Because if you're getting that much money from China and Russia, there are fucking strings attached. They're not just altruistic. And guys, China doesn't do anything altruistically. Not a single fucking thing. They've never done it. They never will do anything altruistic. It's for the personal for interest of the state. It's for power. State, for the period. PRC. And a culture so, of victimhood... And I'm sorry, we're probably going to get shot for this. But I don't care. A culture of victimhood will never unite a people. Ever, ever, ever. Empathy, oh. personal responsibility, liberty, those things will unite everyone because it doesn't matter if you're trans or black or you're just some white racist... Those, you can still unite around, you can still be a jerk and unite around the concepts of liberty. Yep. Either that or you're going to be a slave. Yep. You're going to have to pick a side on that one, I do think. And it's like, I'd rather... I'm not going to be a slave. I also really love the tapestry of humanity. Marxist regimes, communist regimes, regimes they wipe out anything that is not conformist. Yes. Okay, all of you victim groups, you will be gone. They're using you right now and then you will be eliminated. That is how it works when people want absolute power. Useful idiots. Look yeah. it up. It's true. I, and I'm tired of that. I don't know that. what we're going to do, but... I think you're all wonderful people. I like everybody. Even yeah, everybody's most... wonderful. But I just think there's some people. Unfortunately, and a lot of them refuse to admit this, but a lot of people's ideological, like, stance has been completely poisoned by foreign actors. And it's the way it is now. And your ideology is not you my ideology, so you no. don't get to dictate to me what I think. Yeah, this cat in the hat bullshit, I'm so fucking done with this. Oh. Can't... You know, if you... I posted a meme the other day. If you... If you're really canceling fictional characters, it just makes you look like an idiot. I'm sorry. It does. Well, and why not your have entire, conversations? You're just negating your entire like concept of like doing it for the good reasons when you do something stupid like that. And I'm going to call it out. And what's more enlightened is having a conversation about it and then moving on. It's like, okay, during this time, this was allowed. Why is this wrong? Mm -hmm. Let's make new books that don't have that in but it. they're in virtue war stance at the moment. I know, but I, none of us are they're virtuous. taking it all down. None of us are virtuous. No, it's that's like, the thing. You can't right past wrongs by tormenting people that had nothing to no, do with point it. point them out. Point them out, and then don't do it from there on yeah, forward. And if you don't fucking like Pepe Le Pew, don't fucking watch Pepe Le Pew. He Who does anyway? They're out, they're going for these like outdated, completely Stare. irrelevant to our our society nowadays. Like things like okay, I'm sorry if you hate boomers. I get it. A lot of boomers are racist. I get it. Whatever. But a lot are. Pepe Le Pew is irrelevant. Why even bother? Did you? Is there a place where Pepe Le Pew's even aired anymore? It, how many people actually watch Dumbo? 10, 15 people. Well, why'd you it, go for Dumbo? Like, there's it's just this is pointless when we have real problems to deal with. Real issues of actual racism still going on and you're not doing anything to solve that you're just going after these stupid cartoon characters from the 30s and shit when racism actually was a horrible institutionalized yeah. problem now i want to and and my thing is identify the problems now and work on them yeah i just came home from phoenix there are people everywhere on the streets and massive like they have huge mental health problems uh -huh. Pepe Le Pew is not on the front of my mind right not now. Not even close. But that would cost so, someone some inconvenience um, to deal with. So just so you guys know, I haven't I haven't recorded the intro yet, but I think I'm gonna. I wrote this weird little rap verse. Ooh, is Little Jonesy coming out? About the the whole fucking bullshit Doctor Seuss shit. Yeah, I'm gonna Little Jonesy it. I think. Let's it's do it. Be fun. I, uh, I I've been watching it. So <laughs> part of the woke shit. Uh, Eminem, as you know, I don't know if he's a he's a millennial. He's a millennial. I believe. 
Well, for whatever reason, Gen Z decided to declare war on millennials by going for Eminem's throat for some reason. Eminem is Marshall Mathers, the very... He's in a literal award-winning... Uh, hip hop artist, like he doesn't just talk about money and crime and bullshit. He a little bit. But he's an artist. He's an actual artist. Like every single line of his, like the last two albums he released, every line, every bar is a triple entendre. Like he's a genius lyricist, and it's, and it's a lot of it's woke shit too. But like, um, my point is, is like he's very good at what he does, and Gen Z is trying to cancel him because of a, a song from like 2011 or something. I really hate one lyric in a song angst. from it. Guys, and the guy, he, he the guy has been swimming in controversy since the first rap he ever did. Like, let's just put it that way. Like, yeah, he's yeah, rough Mark. around the edges. <laughs> it's hip hop. That's what they do. He's a battle rapper, literally. Where he came from was battle rapping. He's gonna throw some fucking zingers out there, That's and they're gonna be inappropriate. Does. That doesn't okay. But my point is, is like, um, I I went down a rabbit hole and started watching a lot of videos of. Like a, a, a people like breaking down all of his metaphors and double entendres and stuff. The man's a fucking genius. Shout out to Eminem. Mm-hmm. Really good stuff. It, it, a little bit raunchy here and there on his lyrics, but whatever. I enjoy it because I'm not a little snowflake. Have to listen to him. Exactly. But if you don't like him, don't listen to him. But being uh, extremely like inspired by his his genius craft of art, I uh, I, I kind of wrote a little verse. So I don't know how I'm ever gonna finish this song, but I do plan to. Because I don't know how I'm going to top what I did. It's like, took every ounce of talent that I don't have. <laughs> Whatever. Because uh, I'm not a rapper. Like, I've never rapped in my life. But I, I like to write things down sometimes when they sound oh, good. Nice. So, okay. Well, Go maybe. Play. But that'll be, that might be our intro. Because I, I kind of wrote a little, like, this whole bullshit with canceling Dr. Seuss books. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Well. It pissed me off. Because I was like, this is just literal pointlessness. As a librarian. Wasted effort. I feel like education is far more important mm-hmm. than banning things. Oh. I, I really do. And and maybe that's where we should leave this because I, I, we have to make it short. I, I can't. Yeah, we already went over the hour, Mark. Well, so we better, we're going to cut it off here. I got children to take care yeah. of. Katie's got to do whatever Katie does. Oh, that's what all the things. Huh? I'm going to go buy food and then you're coming to my house later because we're going to oh, do yeah, Star Wars yeah, yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah, About a few more hours. I got to cook yeah. dinner and then so I'm going to go. We, we, got, go. we got stuff to do. We started playing a Star Wars uh, role-playing game, tabletop game. I... Honestly, I recommend you guys seek it, seek some escapism, some healthy escapism. Because this stuff is enough to for make a bit, you crazy. And then come back with a, everybody should come back with a fresh mind and and just look at what's going on. Because, and I'm talking to myself too. Like, this has been ridiculous. Do not stay in a state of rage. Yeah. You cannot consider things and think about things. That's the whole hypothesism thing. Bring in more information. Evaluate, evolve your opinion. Bring in more information. You need to be in a continual state of that. Do not buy what Um, they tell you. I haven't shown Katie, so I'm going to bring up the meme before we leave. I'll quote our meme that I just posted on Twitter before we started recording. Yep, do it. Um, I like memes. Because this this encapsulates one of the most important principles of hypothesism, which is the metaphilosophical toolkit we're developing in the moment, and which we're going to spread to all of you guys. And so I will read our recent tweet real quick, because, again, it's one of the most important principles of it. Uh... Said so this is one of my one of the key principles of hypothesism, our metaphilosophy toolkit in development. We must train ourselves to both hear all sides of every argument and accept new information when it is presented. Love all day, every day. And it's a meme from WandaVision, which I still haven't seen, but I like the message. It says, Normalize changing your mind when presented with new information. And that's all we need to say. Yep. Mic drop. Mic drop. Jonesy's back. <laughs>